This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network for Wednesday. I'm Mark Magnuson. Joined today by Jim McCormick of agmarket.net. Jim, what are we seeing taking place on the grains today? At least in the overnight market, we've seen a little bit of follow-through from yesterday's little dead cat bounce. Uh, corn is up a couple cents. Beans up two. Wheat continues to lead the pack on the reversal. It's up around the seven cents. I think it's more of a little bit of a technical rebound. Both corn and beans earlier in the week hit some technical support levels, and we are trading off of that. Um, you know, harvest is just beginning, but it looks like we are going to start seeing a little bit of delay harvest mark because it is raining uh, parts of, across portions of the Midwest where I'm at here outside of Chicago. It's raining again this morning, and the producers around here are not happy about it. But I tell you what, this is really what we need, per se, in the big picture because the river levels continue to drop. If we can get this rain, it's in the forecast, and the QPF models are saying maybe one as much as two, two and a half rain inches across parts of Iowa, Illinois, and Missouri and in, in even parts of southern Minnesota over the next seven days. That will hopefully do a lot to start refilling these river levels. The river levels start to fill up. You will see your basis hopefully improve because the basis has gotten really beat up bad as they're offsetting the higher cost of shipping. And you're right, Jim. We did get some rainfall here in Iowa yesterday. As you mentioned, Illinois getting some rain as well. And that was going to be my question, Jim. Is that what it would take then to get those river levels back to a more manageable level? Would it just take a few more rains or is it looking like we need some more sustained rainfall to get those levels at least a little bit better? Well, anything's going to help. But, you know, we are so dry here at portions of across some portions of the Midwest that we're going to need more than one or two inches of rain because a lot of it's going to just kind of soak in where I'm at here in northern Illinois. You know, our grasses around here have gone pretty much dormant. Now we're starting to green it back up. So as you start to fill up that profile a little bit, then you'll allow more of that water to work into the tributaries and then work its way into, you know, the Illinois River, the Mississippi River, the Missouri River. So it's going to take time. But it does look like, you know, we've had a very strange summer. You know, we went dry in June. Then we had some rain there in July, then we kind of gone dry in August, and now it looks like we're starting to see another weather pattern change and maybe a little bit more wetter rain systems coming through, which will delay the harvest. But like I said, I think it's very critical that we get these river levels up because that is the biggest problem we have, I think, near term on the macro front is we're just not competitively priced on the world market. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, Brazil's already got a currency, you know, works in our, against us and the current due to the currencies. You got low river levels on the Mississippi River. They can't load the barges as much. They charge more to ship it down. And then on top of it, once you get to New Orleans, then you try to get it through the Panama Canal. That water level is down low. They're waiting days, if not weeks, to get across the Panama Canal. The charges are going up. So we need to get, you know, the more rain we get, the better this river fills up, the more price competitive we are. So uh, this is the good news in the big picture. Jim, let's switch topics. I want to ask you a question about fuels. We know that the price of crude oil continues to rise recently, and we saw those friendly ethanol numbers last week, also some friendly, I think, biofuel numbers overall. So where are we right now with that demand for ethanol with that price for crude oil creeping all the way up? Right now, it's going to be good. I mean, if you're an ethanol producer, margins should be well. You've got corn relatively cheap. You've got crude oil working back up toward $90. It's backing off a little bit here this morning. But in general, the prices are working higher. The economies of the world continue to chug along. The you know the fact of the matter is OPEC plus Russia, they have done everything they could to drive prices back up. They continue to cut production. And uh, that's what's forcing this market back up. You mentioned diesel. Diesel is a problem. There's just not enough refineries right now out there to make diesel. So, you know, that is going to be a drag 
on the economy, um, on the big picture, because it's going to be more expensive for the consumer to get to work. But on the other hand, you know, that will, I think, continue to drive the demand for renewable diesels as well. So that's, you know, in the big picture, uh, you know, you're going to see maybe the grain market got find a little bit of support from these higher energy markets. Switching over to the other side of the markets, Jim, what's taking place with the livestock complex? Well, the cattle market, you know, everyone and their brother is waiting for this cattle market. It seemed like to print, at least on that April contract, that $200 level. We haven't seen it. Uh, we had the big surge earlier. We've backed off a little bit. I think it's a little bit more of a price correction. Uh, we do have the Fed meeting out today. I think a little bit of risk off in front of the Fed. We had the cattle on feed report on Friday as well. But in general, the cattle supply remains awful, awful tight. And then it comes down to the consumer. Is the consumer willing to continue to pay that high price? If he does, the cattle market will continue to work higher on the tight supplies. But we are starting to see a little bit cracks in maybe the consumer spending. So it's something we need to keep an eye on. And Jim, to that last point you just made about the consumer spending, it's not so much necessarily that consumers are going to be turning away from beef necessarily, but it might just be that they don't have uh, that money to spend overall to spend on the high-priced beef. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Well, that's what I'm getting at right now. Interest rates are going up. Credit card debt is at all-time levels. You got interest rates at you know 18, 19-year highs. Um, you have the student loan debt repayment starting to kick in. There is one estimate that says that'll be $100 billion dollars. Uh, that'll come out of the economy that used to go spend somewhere else. Could it be the grocery mar- grocery store, <clears throat> excuse me, restaurants? It's not going to go to the bank. So it's, it's something we need to keep an eye on. Like I said, we know the supply's <clears throat> excuse me, tight. The question is, can the consumer uh, be willing to continue to spend on these high beef cuts? And Jim, with the hogs currently right now, are we still on the up and down pattern where we don't know one day to the next what we're going to be looking at? That's it. I mean, more like more than anything, we're just in a sideways market. It seems like you get up above 77 toward the 78 level, you find the sellers, you get back down to the low 70s, you find the buyers. We're just in a very, very choppy sideways trade day to day. And Jim, for that demand in the meats just overall, do we think that we are winding down the grilling season, getting into the fall? Uh, is that going to tamp down things a little bit, or do we still have a ways to go where that demand will still be there, uh, hopefully with the weather continuing to uh, make things friendly for us? Well, traditionally it does wind down, but when you have the supply so tight as it is, you know, you're not maybe going to see this thing falter like it would in some years. You know, the long, you know, we do have a long, you know, a long dry fall. You know, let me put it this way: you have a fall that's nice, allow people to extend that growing season. That's nothing but good for the industry. He is Jim McCormick of AgMarket.net, our guest here this morning. Jim, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch for more marketing information? Uh, you can reach me directly at 815-665-0461. Reach any of the Ag Market team members at 844-424-6758. Jim, thank you for the great information. As always, we will speak again soon. Have a great day. Thank you. That was Jim McCormick with agmarket.net. It's time now for a check of the numbers. December corn up three quarters of a cent at 477 even. November soybeans down one and three quarters at 1313 and three quarters. December soybean meal up two dollars and eighty cents at 392.20. December soybean oil down 42 cents at 5987. Chicago wheat up seven and three quarters at 618 even. Minneapolis wheat up five and a half at eight dollars and a half cent. Kansas City hard red wheat up six and three quarters at 743 even. And March oats down 13 and three quarters at 451 and three quarters. On the Merck, October live cattle down 12 cents at 185.52. September feeder cattle up 25 cents at 253.75. October lean hogs unchanged at 8487. October pork cutout up $1.45 at 95.87 and class 3 milk up a cent 
at 1755. This has been a check of the opening markets on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. <laughs>